the past, the present, the future. This is Friday Night Fright. What the planet is listening to. Hey guys, it's Ian Austin, your party host on Friday Night Fright. And yes, the rumours are true, this is enough clip show. And the reason it's clip show is because I am knackered from doing... Shut from doing um I hope it's Halloween too. So this is the result. Um hopefully it meets with some approval. Obviously I've been going back to standard protocol next week. Next week will not be a clip show. You have my word on that. But today's episode is clip show. These podcast specials take up a lot of time and effort to make, even if it doesn't necessarily reflect that. Plus I've just went got back from Florida so I'm really 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 jet lagged and really tired and worn out so this is the result anyway I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode it's the Shudder Mania clip show part 2 and I, I thought Shudder Mania is a relative success so I'm quite happy with this um, I did have done clip show to raise some more notoriety for that because it's one of my favourite things I've achieved on the um, podcast so anyway hope you enjoy it and I would be promoting show, the um, stuff from yesterday more. The uh, this Halloween too. I'll be promoting that more as soon as I can. So anyway, enjoy today's episode, and I'll see you afterwards for a brief wrap up. Hey guys, this is Ian Austin here from Friday Night Fright, and I just watched the Lords of Salem, and I have wasted another hour and thirty four minutes of my life. I am at a complete and utter loss um, as to why I keep giving Rob Zombie a chance. I don't understand what that movie was about. I don't really know what happened. I don't really get why it was made, what the point of it was made for. You can say for money, but I can't imagine anyone would pay to see something like this. Obviously, I'm wrong because it was put on Shudder and it's probably got a lot of hits on there. And it probably did decent enough at box office because it's a, a Rob Zombie movie and he's kind of a naming horror movie genre. But I don't get it. I, I, I feel like the comedian in Watchmen, where I don't get joke. I don't understand. I don't understand what's, what this is. I don't understand how this exists. I don't understand that there's an audience for it because I'm clearly there is. Don't understand how the money is raised for it. I, I mean, I know how. I mean, I do know how. Rob Zombie, like, so it's a name. He's made horror movies for and all of that. So I get that. But I, I don't understand. I, I genuinely do not understand. I'm here on my couch, very confused, slightly scared. A little upset, to be honest, and, and just a bit angry, because I don't, I don't get it. Like I respect it. I mean, if, if you can be paid to make a movie, and if they keep paying you to make movies, and God bless you, you know that's the dream. That's what people want. And I don't have to like everything. It doesn't have to work for me. If it works for enough people, that's fine. I understand it. No, I, I understand. I don't comprehend. I, I don't comprehend. It's my comprehension's not there, because I watch this and I'm like, this, this, it's literally just noise. It's just noise. There's images, but all I hear is a, a whirring back of my head, like an old machine that can't quite start up. That's what I hear. It's a bunch of whirring. I I watched the movie and I have to look away because I'm genuinely, genuinely confused. I don't. I don't comprehend what's going on and i just don't i think the best way to sum up is the fact that within first three minutes we get female full frontal shots and look i'm just gonna say i have i have nothing against female form it can be quite beautiful in right situ right situations but three minutes into rob zombie movie he's I don't want to say anything. I don't want to be nasty to the guy, but it's like a child. It's like, oh, my movie's going to start with a bunch of naked women because that's cool. No, like, it's just, that's it. There's no logic to it. And then the end movie, a bunch of guys jerking off. It's like, 
Rob, what the fuck? What are you doing, Rob? What are you doing? Why are you making these movies? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing any of this? It doesn't make any sense. The movie doesn't flow. Again, my criticism of Devil's Rejects is there's no flow. It's just a bunch of stuff happening that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And it's so weird because you make music. He makes music. He clearly makes music. I've heard his music. It's okay. I'm not a big fan, but... The music flows. It has kind of logic. The movies have no logic, Rob. They don't have any logic. They're just things happening. It's just a bunch of shit happening. It's literally just shit happening. A bunch of shit happens. Shit gets real. Shit gets real, but never gets realistic. And it's just like, he gets these ideas. Like, oh, men wearing scarecrow masks who are jerking off. And you're just thinking, okay, Rob, how does this connect to anything? It's like, it's, it's an image. It, it is an image. It's definitely an image which is burned into my brain. But I'm just sat here thinking, what what connective tissues it have with the rest of the movie? And it's like, it's just, that, that's it. It's just, it's just a, a guy jerking off in a scarecrow mask. It's like staff movie, just a bunch of naked women. They strip off their clothes, they get naked, and it's, move around on all fours it's like what what are you trying to say rob is this is this some sort of female empowerment thing and you're thinking it's not is it it's just it's it's just he wrote the script and that's what he wrote and then he thought hmm do i need to go back and change this do i need to have it merge into a cohesive whole no 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 we have to punch a naked woman in pig masks so they can run around going you know, like, that's great, that's fucking, that's wonderful movie making, that's, fucking warms my heart and makes my day a lot more enjoyable, because I have to sit through this shit, for this podcast, I've had to do this so many times this month, you know, like, I, that's why the last four episodes have been me just chilling out, talking about Shudder, because I've had to watch a lot of shitty movies this month, a lot of shit, and I really am fed up at this point. I'm really, really fed up. Because the occasional good movie, but my God, there's so much shit. And this this is just a bad movie. It's actually made my eyes water. This is a bad movie, folks. This is just <laughs> unequivocally bad, self-indulgent movie. It's incomprehensible. It's incoherent. And it's... It's slightly, slightly intimidatingly offensive. Sorry about this alliteration, but it's just like... I remember when I saw Grindhouse, the um, Tarantino Rodriguez one, and you had this part which was Nazi woman for SS or some werewolf woman or whatever the fuck it was. And it was like, oh, that sounds cool. And I'm thinking, it's because it's a trailer. That sounds interesting in a trailer. Imagine the full fucking movie. Because Rob Zombie can't hear himself. He really can't. God bless him. He he has no he has no off switch. And I I admire him, you know, like I genuinely I don't want it to seem like I don't admire the fact that he's making the movies he wants to make. I just wish they were better movies, because these are all really, really bad movies. Like like fucking Halloween. Like People criticise Halloween and go, oh, it's half a Rob Zombie movie, half a Halloween movie. That's great. That It's still awful, but it's better than this because it's like half a homage to John Carpenter and half his movie. So you get just enough of both aspects. Still ridiculously awful, but fucking it. Like, I don't... I take no joy in this. I take no joy in this. I, I hope that this would be better. But he's, everyone burned in the Salem witch trials. They, trust me, guys, they suffered enough. They don't need to have this as part of their fucking legacy. And also, like, I, I don't want to cast Persians, but this is clearly trying to be a definitive witch movie. But we have a definitive witch movie called The Witch, which is an unbelievably good movie unbelievably good movie you know like genuine classic 
6.85 on IMDb because they're all fucking idiots on IMDb. But Robert Eggers, it's an unbelievably good movie. And it's restrained. This is not restrained. This is almost a cry for him. But I won't say that. No, this is just... It's just like... they, they It's like they have complete faith in Rob Zombie to make horror movies. I'm like, I don't know why. Do you watch his other ones? Why would you give him complete control? And describe it as elegant, eerie witch movie. Fuck right off. Seriously, fuck off. Like, I I try not to be nasty to shut up, but they can fuck right off with that. There's nothing elegant about this movie. Not a single goddamn thing's elegant. This is just... Oh, my God. It is, without a doubt, one of the worst things I've ever watched. And I mean, all of fact that it got made. And I mean, all of fact that so much doesn't get made. Rob Zombie, you are an amazing salesperson for your own movies and your own brand. I, I salute you. I I praise you. I give you props. But I would openly say now, I am not watching another one of these movies for free. If I have set up Patreon, I will set up a tier for if it reaches that amount, I'll f- I'll review every Rob Zombie movie. But I am fucking done reviewing these for free. I life is way too short. So that's the wrap up. Um, I would be reviewing. I don't even know what I'll be viewing tomorrow. I just need to go have a lie down. Anyway, this is Ian Austin signing off saying, remember, life is beautiful unless you watch a Rob Zombie movie, in which case you need to go lie down. I'll see you tomorrow. Hello, and we're back. So I'm going to start with um, the ones I have on Shudder TV. Um, well, I thought there were more. Maybe it's a fire stick, I don't know. Anyway, so Shudder TV, I've got three options on my one. Namely, it came from Shudder, Psychological Thrillers, and Wicked Grin. I'm sure they're more than that. Weird. Anyway, screw it. So, we're going to have a bit of a look at each one. I really was sure they're more than that, but that's fine. So, it came from Shudder, which is choose from expertly curated channels. Oh, maybe there's more channels. No. I guess not. Anyway, currently playing on Shudder TV. It came from Shudder, um, in theory. I really remember there being more channels than this. Maybe a different form of Shudder you've got. You have different ones, I don't know. Anyway, nothing seems to be playing at the moment, which is a bit brilliant. So let's see psychological thrillers. Maybe having problems with it at the moment. It seemed having problems with it because I'm trying to do this live and there's nothing coming up. So basically, it came from Shudder's, like Shudder Originals, I guess. Um, Although, like I said, nothing's fucking playing at the moment. So that's brilliant. Because I'm trying to promote Shudder and it's not... Oh, there you go. Yep, so currently Amer's playing. Um, Essentially, just watch a bit of this. Um, Amer's one of those ones where I was going to do for Shopmania, but I think won't bother now. So, you know, it's quite cool. Shudder's got some interesting original stuff on there. Um... Currently, you got a uh, talk of a witch on screen. Um, Shudder TV is sort of interesting because you get it out of context. You'll start watching movies from like three quarters of the way through. I do remember there'd be more avenues than this to explore, but that's fine. So currently in Aimer, it's um, nine minutes in. And you got a woman closing the door and going for a bit of a wander as you do. Woman? Young woman? One for two. And she's just chilling out, trying to find out who the witch is, I guess, or where witches. That's one fun thing about Shadow TV. You can sort of like play choose your own plot a bit because you usually have no idea what's going on. And she's walking and walking. And also, they don't necessarily start at the top of an hour, they just start when they start. So, Aim, there's something about a necklace, um, a brooch that isn't bad. I watch Amer? 
can't remember. I think I might have watched this for Shabmini already. Anyway, so that's good. You can see that through more context. But there's um, discussions of witchery and a woman and a brooch and a uh, young woman running away from a slightly old woman. I did review this. So for specifics on movie, go there. But I've forgotten everything happens in the movie already. But it's just to get an idea of the sort of thing you get on Shudmania, the um, Shudder TV even. Shudmania is this. Chug TV is like Shudder's um, mitts of stuff. I really remember there being more channels. Maybe I'm going crazy. Anyway, let's look at psychological thrillers. Um, Sam was here. So 40 minutes in. So this is like psychological thrillers part. Movies that play on the psyching all of that. So... A bit I'm watching from is 14 minutes in and Sam, I guess, is staring up at this cloudy sky and not much is happening and there's shots of desert. If you're new to podcasts, this is what I normally do more. I usually recap movies, sometimes in direct commentary form, but, you know, sometimes I do a recap more than that. You know, like a written recap, and then I'll read it, and I'll summarise the movie. Anyway, Sam appears being desert, and he looks kind of like Sam Rockwear a bit, but he also looks lost and confused. He's wearing sunglasses outside, like an arsehole. I know it's very bright, but he's still an arsehole. Um, looking at his phone, and he's phone, looking at his phone, and, oh, bleeper, and he's got text on it saying perverted scum, which I'm sure is an interesting plot, and there's a crucifix power line behind him which is interesting, interesting, uh, interesting symbolism. And now he's still in the middle of nowhere. It's like a cross keys. Um, he could go four, any of four ways, but won't. And now it's like later in the day, and I'm getting flashbacks to, what you call it, um, it stains the sounds red. Doesn't This doesn't look good, but hey, maybe it is the watching contest. And now there's a tap, and it's not being turned on. And there's CCTV TV, and it's not being watched. And... Um, changes camera angles on CCTV TV and doesn't show very much. This is riveting so far, but it's it's kind of cool, really, because they do throw some good stuff on show TV. Although I remember there being, again, I remember there being more channels. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's like they're up there or something. <coughs> so Sam's pissing about in the car like an arsehole. Um, I didn't see that car a second ago when they did wide shot. And they sat in the car and there might be someone sat next to him, I don't know. Oh, he's drinking water, he's chugging it, but he doesn't realise that's conserve it because he's in the middle of fucking desert. Oh, it's a bear next to him. A bear! A bear, I say. Unbearable, would you Would you believe? This guy looks like Mark Pellegrino off Supernatural now. Maybe it is him. That'd be cool. He's a good actor. Anyway, lights come on in his car. And he sat there and he's looking confused. This might not be the same character, by the way. I don't really know. He looks very confused and upset. Maybe he realises that he's not a serious regular on Supernatural anymore. Who knows? Um, actually, I don't think that's Mark Pellegrino, but that's fine. And now he's just chilling out. And I, I, I mean, maybe with context, I'd understand how this was psychological thriller. But there you go. You don't always get context. So we're going to skip this and we're going to go to Wicked Grin. Which looks like a weird sort of shit. Oh, it's mayhem. Oh, we're 16 minutes into mayhem. Cool. And this looks like an interesting shot horror movie. Um, is this a light wood one? I guess? Maybe. Anyway, we're in boardroom and there's a, it's a diverse meeting of people, which is quite cool. And they're all sat around chilling, having a board meeting. Actually, it looks quite intense, but there you go. Um, kind, of, kind of got an American Psycho vibe to it, which is cool. Um, American Psycho, of course, is a very visually distinctive horror movie. Is that dude of Walking Dead, Carl? I don't know. I I don't watch Walking Dead. I vaguely remember seeing it on, seeing him on it. So maybe it's him, or maybe I'm just getting confused. I do get confused a fair bit. I don't know. It's just, I hope it's him because he serves a good career. He's, wait, what? What am I talking about, Carl? No, Carl's the kid. What the fuck am I talking about? Don't know, don't have any context for Walking Dead. Shit. Clearly no context for The Walking Dead. Fucking hell. Anyway, um, businessman talking, uh, there's some talking, um, dude in chair, who I think's from Walking Dead, but I can't remember his name, walks off, walks out, and, oh, it's a shot for bathing. I'm thinking this is Elijah Wood mayhem. 
because that one, I get the impression, is far more disturbing. So it's very American psycho. Oh, there's a man. Oh, is that Peter Stormare? Maybe that, No, that's not Peter Stormare. I'm terrible faces there. I don't know who that is. It's a man sat in a chair, um, looking very confused. And I swear I've seen actors, both of these actors before, but I can't remember who they played or like i know the one guy's in walking dead but i don't know or was but i don't know his fucking name is in real life or his name was in walking dead clearly because carl is ricky grimes son you know carl grimes like fucking hell. state of my recollections they're having a discussion about something that's one young problem with shudder some oh i turned the subtitles on oh they're talking about Clowns working at Vandercorp and how the serial screw ups and is this American Psycho sequel? Oh no, maybe it's a prequel. And we're talking about sirens and oh, sirens, yes, sirens are horror movie like, so that's interesting. But I'm going to leave now, um, and never come back. And if it's okay with you guys, I was looking at Shutter on the um, fast stick, um, so I'm going to see if maybe there's more channels on the iPad version. Because I remember there being much more channels than that. I remember at one point there were fucking loads of channels, but it was like, really, there's loads, but maybe it got rid of them. I don't know. Chuck TV. Okay, so the Shutter TV iPad app. We're going to have a look at that quickly. Um, and Satan Slaves is playing on Chuck TV Premium. And um, we've obviously seen Satan Slaves before, but the iPad version gets its own. Um, Shudder TV. There must be more Shudder TVs than that. What on earth is this? That can't be all of them. They had loads at one point. Maybe my maybe my count. Maybe there's issues with my count or something. Well, I have six five titles on my list anyway. Seriously, there are loads more Shudder Shudder ones than that. Surely. I mean, it's still good, don't get me wrong. It's still, you know, free is a good selection. But I remember it being like seven or eight at one point. And we you know what? It's all good. It's all good. Um, that's Shudder TV. A very cool thing on Shudder app if you just want to tune in something. If you're half asleep and want to get back. Or if you just want to see something you wouldn't normally see. A lot of times they change up movies. But it's quite good thing for Shudder TV Shudder to have and it's also quite cool because not a lot of stream apps have that Amazon doesn't Netflix doesn't Shudder does so that's good anyway this is me signing off tomorrow I'll have a look at TV series on Shudder but for now remember life is beautiful and here we go go and start looking through Shudder collections now starting with feature collections only on Shudder so what sort of movies they have on only on Shudder Beyond Walls a three part miniseries um Five Skulls Out of Five, 2016 French TVMA. Beyond Walls, in a Shudder exclusive series, comma, a fair bristling inherits a mysterious house and then this terrifying parallel dimension thing. Sounds quite cool. We Go On, at Four Skulls Out of Five, not rated, holy shit. Eight, nine minutes long, 2016 English. We Go On, a man terrified of dying offers a huge cash reward to anyone who can prove there's life after death. Hmm, interesting. A Shudder exclusive. Uh, four skulls out of five, not rate eight, nine minutes, nine, seven, nine, English. Phantasm remastered? Oh, fucking shit. Don Cascarelli's beloved nine, seven, nine, Skyfi Hot Classic returns in a new restoration. Fucking hell, I'm putting that on the list. Never watched Phantasm. Um, Phantasm, actually, I'm not doing that one. Dear sister, four skulls out of five. Four skulls out of five, not rated, 100 minutes, 2016. Lao. God damn you, Lao. Dear sister, a Laotian woman sent care for blind cousins been having scary supernatural visitations. Oh, shit. Um, there's an image of a woman or man taking a shit here as the fist riches up for her asshole. Wow, it's definitely Friday already. Um, four skulls out of five, not rated. One, one, four minutes, 2013 Spanish. Witching and bitching. In Alex de la Iglesia's horror comedy, comma, a divorced dad runs five witches in rural Spain. Hmm, interesting. It's quite cool. So we're going to skip to Curator's Choice. Um, so first one on there is Mark of the Devil, four skulls out of five, not rated, 93 minutes, 972 German. Mark of the Devil, a witch find questions his duties in this stark, unsettling 18th century horror. I'm fucking putting that on my list. Holy shit, that sounds awesome. 
And he's got Udo carrying it. Holy shit. Um, baby Blood. Um, four skulls out of five. Not rated. 83 minutes. 1990 French. Baby Blood. A parasite implants saving women's uterus and makes us feed it lots of blood. How very Donald Trump. <laughs> um, Lost River. Moved by Ryan Gosling. Hmm. Four skulls out of five. Not rated, 95 minutes, 2015 English, Lost River. Ryan Gosling threats a macabre and dark fantasy comma where a teenager discovers a secret road leading to an unwatered town. This doesn't sound like a horror movie, but I like the fact that Shudder is doing things a bit different. And it's got fucking awesome casts, so. So that's Courageous Choice. They also recommend it sounds the same as Red, which is really good. So here's Horror 101, Bavafong. With eye-popping colour, comma, spooky sound and stylish camera tricks, Myra Bava brought to the screen nightmarish ambulance to the test of time, full sub. It's got one of horror's most enduring pioneers. So you got Black Sabbath, um, Boris Karloff, starring in horror anthology, Black Sunday, a vengeful witch returns possessor descending in Myra Bava's most famous movie. Well, that's got to go on my list, surely. And Blood and Black Lace, which I am doing as part of I think. A uh, masked killer terrorises a chic fashion house in Mar- Mario Bala's Seminole Gallo. Interesting. We got Slashets. Um, we got, you can call them Chop em Up Cannon. Comma, Pink or Puncture Wounds. Comma, we just call them Slashets. The Seminole Slashes, which may be loved by generations of horror fans even today. You got Strange Pavia, um, aka Dead Kids. A brute serial killer targeting Illinois teens in his 1981 exploitation favourite. Fuck that, add that to the list. Uh, I love slash movies. Blue Sunshine. In his 1970s cult classic comma, Ron Q's man must find out what's causing sudden outbreaks of homicide and sanity in LA. Uh, a bit more info on that one. Um, oh, it's it's a beloved 70s cult classic. There's not really that much more info. Prom Night, which was very watchable. Um, the Mutes Later, Four Skulls Out of Five. A homicidal hunter learns his estranged son home, common, and starts killing his friends. Seems a bit excessive. There you go. Madman, which is fucking awesome with the fucking cat man. And Bloodfeast. Herschel Gordon Lewis, shocking cult classic. It's considered the first gore movie? Fucking hell, that, that do. Oh, it's already on the list. Let's see a bit more about that. So this is from 1963, six, seven minutes long. Um... When a society woman cites plan a soiree, comma, she hires psychotic caterer Ramses, who cites prepare a blood feast using human body parts, full stop. As Ramses gathers ingredients, comma, the police try to stop his evidence before it's too late, full stop. Though wonderfully campy by today's standards, comma, nothing's graphic as blood feast had been seen in 1963, full stop. Screen sold out all over the US, comma, and once Hollywood saw that violence and gore can make a buck, Comma, horror movies were never seen the same again. Contains violence and gore. Wow, I'm definitely watching that at some point. So there's lots of cool shit on Shudder. Um, we're going to go down. They've got Gallo there. Unblinking Eye Dark Bicycle Documentaries. A Woman's Touch. So we're going to have a look at a couple of those. So you've got Mirror Mirror. Uh, Demonic Mirror has the goth to take revenge on teenagers to pick on her. I'll add that to the list. That sounds quite cool. Soulmate. A woman recovering from tragedy goes to stay at Horn House in the country. Yeah, sounds okay. Blood Punch. A meth addict gets stuck in twisted time loop while staying on North American territory. Fucking hell, that sounds awesome. Might have watched trailer for that later on. Um, I Want You Inside Me. It's a very short movie, but three skulls out of five. An uh, introvert teenager loses virginity and a boyfriend in one orgasm. In a short horror comedy. Oh, that sounds hot. Honeymoon, um, no, it wasn't very good. I watched that. Summer of 84, when neighbor kid suspects his neighbor might be a serial killer, comma, he and his best friends begin an investigation that soon as dangerous. And got Shadow Original Podcast there too. Um, so you got subgenres, monster mash, weird science, gross anatomy, comedy of terrors, zombie chamboree, smart slashes. Uh, well, I was going to look at those, but I want to look at flesh eating frenzy. So you've got Green Inferno, which was um, one of the movies I have recap. If you want to know my opinions on that, it's back in the day. Um, Smart Slashers. Behind Mask, I saw what the rise of Leslie Vernon. I start watching this, but I haven't got that far into it. But it's definitely on my list. It's a mockumentary about an aspiring slasher move character. It's okay what I saw. 
Um, Cold Brain is Norwegian horror hit, comma, five snowboarders stalked by a psychotic slasher. It's an interesting idea. I don't know if it necessarily worked. Rabies I saw. Ritual. Um, during vacation woods, a man tries to find his family while being hunted by a statistic killer. Sorority Row. A group of sorority sisters sworn to trust, secrecy and solidarity no matter what. But Lord is tested when prank goes terribly wrong. Yeah, why not? That could be watchable. Maniac starring Elijah Wood. A gruesome remake of the Lusty Syracuse classic. Red Let Media did a cool little thing on this in one of their videos. So I'll add that to my list because it sounds quite interesting. Uh, they really want me to watch Puppet Man, which I it's only nine minutes long. But it has an original score and cameo by John Carpenter, so that's cool. Ruin Me. Um, eight, seven minutes long. Six strangers, strangers sign up for Slash Movie Reenactment. Own Problem Boy Count is Real. Uh, yeah, add that to the list. Um, and You Might Be a Killer. As Sam flees from Mask Killer Camp, Comet slaves on to him that he might be a killer. Oh, I think I heard that. Wasn't that Chuck Wendig involved somehow? So, um... Ways ways is there. Love sick. I will have to look at that. I'm fascinated by those. Um, he took it short movie. He took his skin off for me. Story of man who takes his skin off for his partner and why it probably wasn't best idea. Fucking that's lovely. That sounds lovely. The love witch, which I can only recommend in the strongest strongest possible way. A great movie. Really good, really, really good movie. Definitely watch Love Witch. I'm not watching Hung Moon. I'm not watching Half Hung Moon Game. And School's Out Forever. Um, so you've got Prom Night 2. Mon 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 Monsters. Um, the substitute young teacher takes a job at an unusual private school where boys have straight since the power of the woman. And Dara Argento's Phenomena, which I have on Blu ray. I'll have to watch at some point. I haven't watched it yet. Um, Guest curator, Ali oh, guest curators, fucking it, I'm not watching Rob Zombie's 31 though, oh, everything 31 and Rob Zombie relating to their own way of terror, I'm not watching that, I'm not fucking, well, actually I have to, Alice Lowe, um, so Scanners, um, Alice Lowe, obviously fearless director, writer and stuff, Shudder's Prevenge, I'm adding Prevenge my list, so I didn't even know that song there, that's got that sound really awesome, but I can never find it in wearing Aylesbury. We uh we used to have an amazing video store here called Apollo Video, but um that isn't there anymore. I don't think Prevenge is even on Shudder anymore. Shit, fuck it. Um I'm sure I'll catch up to that at some point. But anyway, that's just the taste of collections on Shudder. Um next time I will be um uh, doing something, I'm not sure what. Maybe I'll have browse through Shudder. Yes, next edition I'll be having browse through Shudder TV and watching for a bit of a bunch of movies and giving some comments. But to then remember, life is beautiful. And welcome back to Shudder Mania 2019. So we're going to kick off today's little exploration into the midst of Shudder to the bowels, if you will. Starting off with having a look at show TV shows, and namely the most popular one, Five Out of Five Skulls on Shudder, one season in 2019 English TVMA, and Last Driving, Joe Bob Briggs, where he basically does what I do, but I don't even know if it's arguably better. I think it's pretty much is certainly better produced. Where he'll look at Shudder movies... In a live format, put some fun at them and everyone will join along on Twitter. Which, I know it might sound like I'm a bit envious or all of that. I think it's very cool. I love that Shudder is doing stuff like this, you know? It's very awesome. It's definitely a cool thing. So I'm not going to watch any today. Um, I, w I haven't really... To be honest, I'm going to be completely honest you guys. I don't watch this that much. And reason is, I... Especially something like Shudmania... If I'm ever going to do Shudder movies, like, to cover them, I can't really watch stuff like this as often as I'd like because I don't want... If I watch it, it prohibits me from recapping these movies. I can't watch him and then recap movies because I will 
whether consciously or not, I would be taking jokes that he has and putting them in them. So I have to veer away from it. But at the same time, I respect the fact that they have this on their system and that they'll put some fun movies they have because it's good. Anyway, going back to the specifics. The description of it is proving once again that the driving will never die. Iconic host, horror hosting, exploitation movie, aficionado Joe Bob Briggs is back with an all-new Shadow original series, hosting weekly Friday night double features, streaming live exclusively on Shudder. That's that's fucking awesome. That's really cool. And uh, maybe after Shudder Mania finishes, I'll watch some of that. But I'd want to watch on a casual basis. They've also got a horror podcast on there called... Uh, she Kids, but hosted by horror icon Adrian Barbeau. It explores horror for a female length, conversations from women in and be in front of a pine camera. That sounds pretty cool, actually. Um, traversing tit lane topics like sex by death, damsels in stress, final final women, rape slash revenge, and non exploitation. Hmm. That sounds quite interesting. And I like having different perspectives on horror. That's cool. You got Narrow Caves, which is podcast series. Fangora presents Narrow Caves, sponsored by Shudder. Um, but what's it about? It's the first audio state ever released. A new product combining the grandiosity of Hollywood films with the intimacy of audio, creating a movie experience. Adapted from the script by award-winning novelist, screenwriter, and director S. Craig Zeller. Brackets Bone Tom Hawk now case features voice acting by Vincent DeFongro, Wee Patton, Lily Simmons, and White Russell. Hmm, interesting. So it's like a horror movie of sorts, but in podcast form. Why should I add that to my list? Um Black Lake. Black Lake, everybody. Oh man, some point I'm gonna finish that fucking series. Um because I loved it and it was really fun. I still feared way for doing TV for a fair while. It's like it didn't really fit in where I was going in terms of podcasts. But I remember having a lot of fun Black Lake. I don't remember much of it. But it was a really good series and a good way to start a podcast. Kind of a holdover from when this podcast was Friday Night Shudder instead of Friday Night Fry. But I think I'll get back to it eventually. And I do recommend Black Lake. So then we've got uh, more stuff from Last Driving. A very Bob Xmas. And Joe Bob's Dingers of Death. Which sounds cool. They're like theme ones, I guess. Then got Dead Wats, a mind-bending neo-noir about a legendary record. And keeps anyone hears it and drives its owners mad. Again, I mean, I, their TV series sound cool. But to be honest, TV recapping TV series is difficult. Because primarily this podcast is about movies. And TV series take up a fair bit of time to recap and they come at the expense of the movies and honestly after about six seven weeks of tv show you sort of run out of jokes for it. i did that with handball i ran out of jokes for the handball tv series quite early on and you also want to do something different you know you do tv shows and that's the big chunk of your life devoted to that and if your podcast is about more than tv show after a certain point you don't really have the enthusiasm to keep going but that sounds cool. Um, you've got Jailers, which is Portuguese. Um, a jailer in a Sao Paulo penitentiary. Adrian, the dude with problems of system, putting his principles to test and risking his own personal life. I don't know how that's a horror movie, but that's fine. That's fair enough. Um, Video Palace, a Shudder original podcast. Mm, nice to see Shudder getting into podcast market. When a video collector investigates a mysterious white VHS tape, he's caught in cult conspiracy surrounded by a legendary, surrounding a legendary video store. That sounds like something I could listen to, because I like listening to stuff while I write, so that'd be cool. Another Shudder, enough podcast, not Shudder original. Um, Darkest Night, a binaural audio drama, places you, the listener, at the centre of a recovered memory. It sounds as though it's happening around in real time. Shit, that sounds really awesome. I'll add that to the list. Um, Video Palace add to the list too. I already add Video Palace to the list. Uh, Todd and Book Pure Evil. I know this one. I know that. I remember that series. Not Shadow Original, but I, I know of that series. I thought there were more seasons than that. Maybe it's all Shadow can get. Anyway, Book Pure Evil make your deepest, darkest desires come true, dot, 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 and it's loosing Crowley High. Hmm, interesting. Last Drive in July 2008 Marathon. Joe, Dom, Joe Bob Briggs brings Shudder through Last Driving. Okay, that's cool. AMC's Visionaries. Robert 
Kirkman's Secret History of Comets. Well, that's not horror, um, but Shadows Diverse Finds, that's cool. And that would be something I'd be fancy quite listening to. I'm quite big in comic books, so not something I'd cover on podcasts, sadly, but it sounds quite cool. The Core, um, a genre move-making series, Blood, Guts and Brains. I'll be adding that to the list because I like reading about I like to hear about horror movies. Super Mats, not an arrow spin-off. Trapped in deactivated Mats Moon Security Prison. A bunch of contestants are haunted by mysterious presence. Yeah. I had to less. I don't think I'll get around to watch it. Trapalium, French. Oh, French. They're quite cool. It's the end of the 21st century and society is in decline, Dash. Divide, by, divide between the employed and jobless who live in a dystopian fringe. Here's the thing, these all sound good, and I definitely recommend watching them, but I don't know when I have fucking time to watch any of these, you know? I wish I had more time, I really did, but... Anyway, Congaria podcast experience, one season, private detective Jen Walker searches for a missing kid named Claire. Again, that sounds awesome, but there's no fucking time, really, you know? Uh... Tales of the Unexpected, 979. A collection of bizarre, macabre, sing-sing, amusing stories, each with a twisting tale. Again, sounds great. I would definitely love to have time to watch something like that, but there you go. A Wolf Creek series. A 19-year-old American tourist seeks to avenge a family's murders at the hands of Outback Psycho Bar, Mitt Taylor. I haven't seen movies. Honestly, I haven't seen Wolf Creek movies. I maybe I'm sure this would probably be a very watchable show out to list, but I don't know if I get to it. Masters of Horror, two thousand five. Haven't seen this either. Thirteenth most acclaimed directors of horror and suspense have gathered from round way to their darkest dreams in their own distinctive styles. I mean, yeah, like let's look at the episodes and see who's directed them. It's not going to say who's directed them. Oh. Except for John Carpenter's one, which I'll definitely watch John Carpenter's one at some point, and I'd love to watch all of them, but I know it's broken record. It's fucking time, man, you know? Um, Insight Yet's this podcast experience. In 1973, Hey Who Came Home, Invaded Body of a Young Woman, this story of moving its makers. I fucking, that's definitely one I'm listening to. I fucking love like horror, horror podcasts based in movies and gurning background of them. Hammer House of Horror. Legendary Hammer presents Gorgeous Mysteries, Vengeance from Pion Grave, and Times Tales of Undying Curses. I'm sure that's good. I don't think I'll ever have time to watch that. Deadly Mangas and Podcast Experience. When murder starts killing off dinner party guests, the main few must figure out who's responsible. A dark comedic podcast. Sounds great. I definitely recommend that. Missions, Shudder. F- French. First team successfully landed on Mars, pulled into a scary supernatural mystery. Again, like, that sounds awesome. This is time. The Valley, uh, an amnesia must unravel a strange mystery after wake up in town fifth secrets. German, that sounds good. Grace, when man comes weakness and people horror comes to family. Again, sounds great. Uh, Halfwits, in Jakarta, humans and age-old intermediate creatures set on collision course. Sounds weird. And Beyond Walls, in Shadow Exclusive series, series, Therapist inherits a mysterious house and it's terrifying parallel mention within. That sounds really fucking cool, actually. Right, so that's Shadow TV. And the gist seems to be, they all sound really fucking cool, but if you have time to watch them, I definitely would recommend Black Lake particularly. Um, but the et- Insight Yet sounds very cool. D- um... Missions sound interesting. The Valley sounds really, really good. Um, Narrow Caves sounds jolly good. Um, Supermax Trapalium, I guess. And Secret History of Comets by Rob Kirkman sounds really, really fascinating. So, yeah, I think they all sound like good good selection of TV. It's just, again, there's no fucking time to watch any of this stuff, you know? But, hey... That's my problem, not yours. It might be your problem. You don't have time to watch it. But anyway, enough about that. I'm signing off to tomorrow where I'll be back with Lords of Salem. But until then, remember, life is beautiful. Hello, this is Ian Austin. And I just watched It Stains the Sands Red. And wow. um, 
I did not expect the movie to go in that direction, and I'm kind of stunned, really. What started as kind of a silly, somewhat inconsequential movie with two unlikable characters, one who obviously um, passed away quite quickly because this is a single woman um, walking through uh, Las Vegas with a zombie after what starts quite broad turns into a really, really, really fucking good movie um, by virtue of being a character study morning zombie movie and also playing with the idea of literal and figurative demons the zombie chase after being reflection of her dark past coming back and get her. And long and short of it, I was really impressed. It was a very well-acted movie, very tense, very cinematic, which is good because I like cinematic movies. Very sort of interesting how it shattered your perceptions, starting off quite broad, like I said, and coming more and more... Um, dark as it went on it got very dark near the end and it's definitely a reward so rewarding experience i am kind of stunned really because i genuinely was expecting a silly goofy zombie movie and i got a two-person character study because the um woman playing molly and the guy playing zombie were both incredible and that's kind of an interesting thing to say when you're talking about a zombie movie, not zombies aren't really a great acting exercise. I know you get stuff like Bobbing and Day of the Dead and stuff like that, but normally it's not an acting showcase. But guy they got playing zombie here, really good job, really good movements, really creepy, clearly put a lot of work in playing zombie. Um and definitely came across. Um, I don't even know who Zombie was. I guess Zombie's name Smalls, um, Duang Reedinger. And I was just looking with Peter, and he doesn't have much of an acting career, which is bizarre. It's what a fucking great performance. Like the movements, the mannerisms, the, the way he managed to convey certain things without being able to speak, and under a lot of gory makeup. And what is, can I say, about female lead performance, Brittany Allen, that's already been said, goddamn fucking awesome. What a fucking performance. Like, to run full gamflet, to run full gamflet and full gauntlet. And apparently she was in Jigsaw, I don't remember that. Although I do, I sort of remember who she was in Jigsaw, but Jesus Christ, what a seriously good performance in this movie, it stains the sound thread, and apparently she was an executive producer. But movie re-anchors on her performance, because if she doesn't sell it, she doesn't sell a lot of the twists and turns, this movie doesn't work, and she really does, because she starts off as this kind of flighty drug addict, and really you get levels peeled back, and peeled back, and peeled back, you get a really mangled lead performance, that deserved a lot more props than it got. It did get a fair bit of props, um... Variety said they praised the performance and resourcefulness of the director, but they said it was never as scary or fun enough to leave memorable impression. What a shitty review that was. Uh, LA Weekly said what sh- could have been wordless slog is inventive and even buoyant. And Hollywood Report wrote, John fans like have a hard time coming to this tonally confused and sometimes great theme. His commercial prospects are limited, despite the appeals it makes some undeserved audiences. What a bunch of shit that was. This is a gem of horror movie. It's a really creative, really interesting, really well-told movie of a lot of violence and an actually good cat rock. What more can you want? I mean, it's... This looks like a movie, it feels like a movie, and it's a one-person movie, one-person and zombie movie, which keeps pace, which is twists and turns, violence, a few creepy scenes, um, the obligatory creepy soldiers, aka prisoners, but I mean, at the same time, like, it's literally a one-woman show, and she fucking nails it, like, seriously. Sometimes I get the impression these people don't watch the movies. They come up with their bullshit buzz lines and that's all they do. And I'm getting to bullshit buzz lines too. You've, you've listened to my Rob Zombie um, 
House of Thousand Corpse review. And that's sh- Devil's Rejects even. That's shit. Like, you know, it's really harsh on Old Brother Zombie, who put a lot of work in making a horror movie, and I just mocked him for 10 minutes. But I, I, I think generally I prefer stuff like this. This feels like that weird gem you find in the video store in like the early 90s, mid-90s, whatever. You just be browsing shapes and see moving, think that sounds pretty good. And you watch it and be like, that's really fucking good. And I really enjoyed that. I had a great time watching this. And I feel it's probably one of the best zombie movies I've seen recently. I feel like zombie genre in particular can do some fascinating things which it doesn't get a chance to do too often. You know, there's lots of room for growth in that genre because you can do metaphors and the figurative literal divide a lot easier than you can in certain other genres. And again, I have to give props to the actress, um, Brittany Allen, and also director Colin Minahan, because this is, does a really good job making, taking the, um, what you call it, um, aesthetic. Oh, he directed the Grave Encounters. Oh, wait, there, there you go. You know, seriously, props to this guy, you know. And a movie called Extraterrestrial. Hmm, that'll be interesting. So, yeah, wow, I very much reckon recommend it very much enjoyed it stains stands red and i feel it's definitely a good movie of a really really good ending which is all you can ask for um so tomorrow i will be recapping um shit where what the fuck um i would be recapping lords of salem so lord salem tomorrow rob zombie but yeah, I, I really enjoyed this one. And this is the sort of movie I wish I'd have made more of because this is a re entertaining, really well told movie with a good structure, good acting, good writing, good directing, good visuals, good performances too, you know, performance for the zombie part. And generally really gets you buzzed about horror movies and also has strong emotional uncurrent. When it gets to the ending and it's hitting some of those really hard emotional beats and giving you a sense of catharsis that the actress and character have, you really get into it. So definitely recommend this one. Sorry. I won't spoil it because I think you should watch this goddamn movie. But I really enjoyed it. And this is definitely giving me a good sense of what Shudder can do in the future. But anyway, enough about that. Good movies done. It's time to watch Lords of Salem, more Rob Zombie, and, you know, hopefully we can continue run of solid shadow movies. But until next time, my name's Ian Austin, and remember, life is beautiful. And now it's time for the wrap-up segment of the episode. Thanks for listening, as always. Very much appreciated. Now, I might not have most viewers on the planet. I might not have a breathtaking amount of hits or any of that shit, but I have some very loyal viewers and listeners, so I'm very happy about that, and I'm thankful that you all join me on this escapade to Ian's psyche, because it's a particularly nice part of my week is doing this podcast. So what's next week's podcast going to be? Hopefully, the goal at the moment is to do Doctor Sleep, so to re- do a review of the movie and review of the book, I'm about third of way through the book so when I finish the book I'll do that recappy part and then I'll see moving I'll do that and that'll be next week's episode which is good because you know I want to get more into reading and that seems like a good way to do it and then from after that there'll be some more stuff coming up I want to do shock treatment at some point not sure when but that'll be coming up soon that's for another week another matter entirely thanks for listening as always remember life is beautiful and i'll catch you on down low and on QT.